It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Happy 50s night because later on today will be 50s night in downtown New Bedford. It is Joe Jesus's 50s night. Of course, Joe always held it on the third Thursday in July and tradition is keeping with that. So this evening it'll be happening downtown from five to nine. But we've got our big broadcast today on WBSM starting at 3 p.m. So from 3 p.m. until midnight, we are going to have 50s music throughout the entirety. We're not going to have any uh, news. We're not going to have any of our regular talk show programming. It's just going to be 50s music from 3 p.m. to midnight. And I think that you will enjoy the lineup, the playlist that I put together for tonight. I was putting the finishing touches on it last night. We have not only some of the greatest music of all time certainly of the 50s decade, but of of all time. We also have a few memories, some some memories with Joe Jesus that'll play in between some of the songs, and even some some retro WBSM jingles will be part of the show as well. Not going all the way back to the 50s, because if if we do have that, I, I don't know where it is. And if I found it, I don't think I'd be able to play it. There is a reel to reel in here somewhere. Oh, it's right behind me. But there is a reel-to-reel here. I, I just, I don't know if it works. I don't even know how to operate it if it did. But uh, we have a few jingles from the from the early 2000s, which that's still, you know, 20, 23 years ago. So it's still pretty retro as far as I'm concerned. So you'll get to hear all of that on 1420 AM, on 99.5 FM, on WBSM.com, and, of course, on the WBSM app. So it's nice and easy to just... Take your phone with you if you're going down to 50s night or when you're getting ready to go to 50s night, you know, turn on the app, start streaming. When you get down there, if you want to keep listening as you walk around, you know, you can throw in your AirPods or earbuds or put on your headphones or whatever, or just walk around with your phone playing. Uh, and then, you know, as you approach the stage and you want to listen to the band, you can pause the stream on our, on our app. And then as you keep walking, you can turn it back on. So the idea is that it's the soundtrack for your 50s night. So whether you're getting ready to head down there, whether you're down there, or whether you're coming home from there, you'll be able to hear the greatest music, at least in my opinion. Maybe some of you are a little bit younger than me. Actually, even if you're my age, maybe you don't have an appreciation for the 50s music, but it really is good and diverse. I would say that it's one of the most diverse decades in pop music of all time because you had songs of all different types hitting the charts. Now, granted, some of the way that black artists were treated in that time were not great. A lot of times the black artists would have a song and it might do okay, but a lot of white markets wouldn't play it. So then it gets re-recorded by a white artist and then they have a big hit with it and nobody remembers the original 
black group that recorded it. That happened all the time. But I think it also was a decade where black artists started to get some notoriety, thanks to Elvis Presley and others. Uh, but you have country songs that I'll be playing tonight. You have uh, some by female singers, some doo-wop stuff, all different kinds of, uh, of music. So I hope that you enjoy it and certainly let me know. If you are listening later on and you like it, send an app chat message or send me an email, tim at wbsm.com, or let me know tomorrow. And if you don't like it, well, certainly let me know too, but then I'll just say, hey, what's wrong with you, man? It's a it's 50s night. Of course we're going to play 50s music. So speaking of things from the 50s, let's go back even further. Let's go back to the 70s. I know, right? That doesn't work mathematically, except I'm talking about the 1870s. Because 1874, that's when the Brockton Fair started. And 2019, apparently, is when it ended. If you remember the story we had last year, the fair did not happen in 2020, obviously, the pandemic, still under lockdown more or less by the time the fair would have come around at the beginning of July. 2021, they didn't bring it back, which was understandable. We still had restrictions on things like fairs and amusement parks. But 2022, people were scratching their heads when there was a post about how the fair was canceled for that year. Now, I know down here, people might not be as familiar with the Brockton Fair, but it's a big deal. It's the closest thing we have to the Big E down this way. It was always one of the biggest fairs every year. People came from the Cape, from the South Coast, from the South Shore. And the fairgrounds themselves were also the site of some other things that happened over the course of the year as well. So when the fair was canceled in 2022, everybody was assuming that it probably wasn't coming back. And back then, I talked with Chris Carney, whose family owns the Brockton Fairgrounds. And Chris told me then that they had leased out some space, some parcels of land on the fairgrounds to other businesses. So strategically, it wouldn't have worked out to have the fair and have those businesses operating. So they decided not to have the fair. Well, last night, I was actually getting ready for bed and I'm laying down in my bed and I turn, I opened up my phone and, you know, I always make sure, double check the alarms are set. And I got a Facebook notification. So I went into Facebook, read the notification real quick, and then, you know, just absentmindedly scrolled a little bit. And I saw a post from Chris Carney that said that, you know, you'll, you'll hear more about it soon enough, but that the Carney family was selling the Brockton Fairgrounds to the city of Brockton. So I reached out to Chris and I asked him, you know, is it because this was set for friends only on Facebook. I said, is it okay to report this? And he said, yep. And, uh, and he gave me some additional thoughts and comments. And so there is a memorandum of understanding between the city of Brockton and the Carney family for the city to purchase the fairgrounds. What does that mean? We don't know. We just know that the city would become the owner of the land and the city would be able to do with it what it sees fit. 
that could be bringing back the Brockton Fair. That could be turning it into a park. That could be selling off some parcels of land and keeping some of it for municipal purposes. It could mean selling all of the land and developing it for housing. As with everywhere else, Brockton needs more housing. Where the Brockton Fair is located would be a desirable location for housing. It's very close to the highway with two exits. Uh, you know, an exit on either side of it, basically. You'd have about a, a mile, mile and a half drive, maybe two mile drive either direction. Yeah, that's, that's it's probably a little bit more. It's probably like two or three miles either direction to get back to the highway. But that's pretty centrally located. In a community where a trip to Boston would not take very long. So we haven't heard from the city. We haven't heard from the mayor of Brockton what the plan is. Because, again, this is not even really publicly announced. We kind of broke the story. But it'll be interesting to see where that goes and if it's something that, you know, does benefit the city going forward. I mean, that's something that Chris Carney told me he hopes is the future, that there will be more Brockton fairs, that other people will get to enjoy the same way that he enjoyed it growing up. But we're talking about something that goes back Next year would have been the 150th anniversary, right? But they haven't had 150 fairs. I think when I remember, if I remember correctly, when I did the story, I can't remember if it had happened every single year since 1874 or if there had been a couple years where it hadn't happened because of World War II. I'm not exactly sure. I should have double-checked when I was writing the article last night, but still, it's been ongoing pretty much for 150 years. So I don't know, how much does Brockton care about that? As Chris said in his comments, it's part of the identity of the city. When you think of Brockton, you think of three things. Rocky Marciano, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and the Brockton Fair. So I, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the city says. It is a daunting task, I'm sure, to run the Brockton Fair. They would probably want some group to step in and handle the logistics of it. You know, it'll be a city-owned fairgrounds, but some group will come in and run the fair itself. A nonprofit organization that would probably, you know, get to keep some of the money as a result. Or it could just be turned into housing. It could be sold off for commercial development. But it is a historic site. They're they're currently taking down the grandstand, if you remember. The grandstand has been standing there forever. It's a bit of an eyesore, even though I love it. It was never a particularly attractive structure anyway, but it was iconic. And that's being demolished now. In fact, I've got to go down there and see if one of the workers can sneak me out a, a piece of the concrete. I'll put it right on the shelf at home next to my piece of the Hong Kong Island roof 
but I, I it's it's not going to look the same no matter what. If you go back and look to, we have an article that's linked into my story at WBSM.com and on the app where I talked about the grandstand when they pulled the permits to demolish it last year. And if you look at some of the old photos, it used to be a, a beautiful structure. And it was an impressive structure. It was huge. The original one that was there in the 1800s was, looked like, I'd say, five times the size of what's there now, but that's because it went longer instead of higher. And I sat in that grandstand many a night watching demolition derbies, watching my, my cousin and my uncles, my, my uncle and my cousins, participating and competing in those demolition derbies. So here we have another iconic thing for southeastern Massachusetts that is gone. Time marches on. Tonight, though, time will go back a few decades for 50s night. But then when you wake up again tomorrow, it'll be 2023. And a lot of those things that we loved and grew up with will no longer be with us. 508-996-0500. I am going to take a break. Uh, of course, I definitely want to take your phone calls throughout the course of the morning. Later on, we're going to be joined by members of the New Bedford Police Department. We're going to be talking about, as we are on the cusp of one of the city's signature summer events tonight, we're going to talk about the other big signature event of the summer, the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament and these new security policies that are in place, these new security measures. As we discussed last week, the feast will now have perimeter fencing around it and there will be metal detectors to be able to enter into the feast grounds. So as that's happening... you'll be directed into four entryways to get into the feast grounds rather than just walking right in wherever you come from. So we'll talk with them about that. We'll talk about the reasons behind it. And then also, a little bit later on too, we're going to be talking with Jesse Luttrell, who plays Pharaoh in the upcoming production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It begins tomorrow at the Zyterian. It is a production of the New Bedford Festival Theater. And also joining us will be the executive producer of the Festival Theater, uh, Wendy Hall. And we'll be talking about Joseph. We'll be talking about the show itself, what you can expect from the performance, and a little bit about what the future holds for the Zyterian, which this will be the last show in the Z before the renovations. So a lot going on this morning, and of course, always room for you, 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on the WBSM app, app chat feature, or on the open line voicemail feature. Back in just a few moments. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock, we're going to rock. Around the clock tonight, but you should right, so join me home. You'll be rocking around the clock at least from 3 to midnight tonight here on WBSM and, of course, downtown as part of Joe Jesus' 50s night. It's happening downtown from 5 to 9, and it's happening here on the radio from 3 to midnight. 
And uh, Bob in New Bedford sent in an app chat message. Good morning, Tim. Is there an agenda out for 50s night? If so, where can I locate it? If you go to the official Facebook page of the event, which on Facebook, the name of the page is 50s Night New Bedford in memory of Joe Jesus. If you go to that page, it has a map of where everything is happening. But it doesn't, it's not an agenda per se with a schedule of things. I think part of that is uh, that, you know, it depends on when the different performers get there and when they set up and all that. So you can go and check out the map at least and see the layout of where you will find the DJs, the performance stages, the food trucks, and some of the other folks that will be down there. Uh, we will be down there, I believe, right around Family Dollar. So you'll be able to come by and say hi. I'm going to be down there with some of our street team. Uh, I believe Chris McCarthy said he was going to stop by. Uh, I'm not sure if Barry's coming down. Marcus is going to try to make it over for a bit. So you can come on by and say hi to everybody and, you know, just hang out. Also, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see James Taylor. So if you want to enter to win those, we will have that for you. Um, and when you come over to our table, there'll be a little QR code to scan. And that will allow you to enter to win James Taylor tickets. So come on by and at least enter to win that. But, you know, come on by, say hi. Let us know what you think about WBSM. And we can talk about some of the things going on. And by the way, I talked to management yesterday. And I got the okay to move forward with planning that listener get-together that we were talking about yesterday. So that will happen sometime in the near future. We just got to figure out the location and where we want to do it. And once I get all that stuff secured, I will let you know and we can start planning. And I hope that you will all come out and, uh, and, and visit if we do this because I don't want to be the only one in the room. That's going to be weird. I mean, yes, my colleagues are going to show up, but I see them every day. I want to talk to all of you. So that'll be sometime in the next, I don't know, month or two just because I, want to, I definitely want to get it done before October because once October comes, you're never going to see me. I'm going to be out every night. My my lecture schedule is already filling up. So uh, we want to make sure we get it done before then. And then if it turns into something that people enjoy and they like, maybe we can do it on a semi-regular basis. Maybe once every couple of months, we announce a different place. We get together. We have some food, some drinks, and some fun. And it's like bringing the radio to life. It's It's when I go to paranormal conventions, I always say the same thing. Looking around, it's like my Facebook has come to life. And it'll be the same thing with this. It'll be like, you know, the, the radio phone calls have come, to real life, have come to life. All right, it is time now to go into the newsroom and get all of the big stories of the day with Adam Bass. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is coming to the defense of former President Donald Trump for his actions centered around the January 6th Capitol attack. McCarthy says that he doesn't see how Trump can be found criminally responsible, asking what criminal activity he did. He also suggested that Trump told people to be peaceful. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin will not travel to South Africa for a BRICS nation summit next month. That's because the country would be required to arrest Putin for war crimes that Russia has allegedly committed during its invasion of Ukraine. South Africa belongs to the International Criminal Court, which has issued an arrest warrant for Putin in March. The Kremlin says Putin will attend virtually. Some affordable rental companies are promising to show so-called junk fees on their website. The Biden administration announced Wednesday that Zillow, Apartments.com, and AffordableHousing.com have pledged to include all fees up front, so prospective renters know what they're getting into. A winning Powerball has been sold in Southern California, Rory O'Neill reports. Just one ticket has that life-changing combination, 7, 10, 11, 13, 24, and the Powerball of 24. That one ticket was sold at a mini-mart in downtown L.A. near Skid Row. More than 30 other tickets are worth one or two million dollars. The Powerball jackpot reverts to 20 million on Saturday, or try your luck with Mega Millions. Friday's jackpot in that drawing is $720 million. I'm Rory O'Neill. Former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger is in China, where he met with President Xi Jinping in in Beijing today. The iconic 100-year-old diplomat was welcomed by Xi a day after U.S. climate envoy John Kerry wound up his trip to restart climate talks with China. Kissinger's meeting with Xi follows his meetings Wednesday with China's top diplomat, Wang Yi and Defense Minister Li Shangfu. Xi did not grant Kerry an audience, going to show the Chinese leader's meeting with Kissinger demonstrates how highly Kissinger is regarded in China. A suspected serial killer is in custody in Dallas. Police say they arrested a 25-year-old man on Wednesday linked to the murders of three women believed to be sex workers. Oscar Sanchez Garcia faces three murder counts after the victims were found in open fields starting in April. And a dog and its owners who has found an escaped Pennsylvania inmate on their property in Warren County are getting a reward. Ron and Sidney Eklund were alerted to someone on their Conwinego Township property by their chocolate Labrador named Tucker. The barking led to the couple finding out the escaped inmate, Michael Burnham. The family is getting a $2,000 from Warren County Crime Stoppers and $20,000 from the U.S. Marshals and the state. The couple says they've already bought Tucker a ribeye steak, a new collar, and some new toys. In sports, the Red Sox came up short to the Oakland A's last night, 5-6, ending their series against them. The Sox will come home to Fenway for a game at 7.10 p.m. tomorrow against the New York Mets. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. You can expect mostly sunny skies today with a few clouds moving in and out throughout the area. High near 83. Heading into our evening hours, humidity levels are going to start to increase. And it's going to get cloudy in the overnight hours. Low of 66. And for Friday, as we roll into the day, mostly cloudy and humid. With a couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms possible in the afternoon. High of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 67 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM.
that song later on tonight as part of our 50s night broadcast. Okay, you will. Uh, of course, the Falcons with You Are So Fine, one of the lesser known hits of the 50s, but a fun one to sing along with. And I think as you're listening tonight, you will say to yourself, ooh, I haven't heard that in forever. And I like to mix in not only just some of the, the songs you expect to hear, some of the songs that you haven't thought about in a while, I also like to drop in some of the novelty songs of the 50s as well. Things that, you know, make you smile, things that make you laugh. A little Purple People Leader by Sheb Woolley. A little of the uh, Playmates Beep Beep. Anybody that shows up tonight in a little Nash Rambler, that song is for you. So looking forward to it. Hope to see you down there. Should be a lot of fun. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in this morning if you would like to get involved in the discussion. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? I am not good. I'm not I'm not happy at all. What's wrong? I'm going to tell you what's wrong. Hope you let me say it all, okay? Now, they want us to believe our wonderful government, our wonderful, crooked, rotten, nasty government wants us all to believe, which, by the way, I never did believe it because I was 17 years old when it was supposed to have happened. They want us to believe they went to the moon and back and everything was fine and good. They all came back alive. We had a big celebration. Okay. At the same time, I'm supposed to believe that a little glitch in the broadcast transmission at WBSM. Oh. 10 o'clock. Wait a minute. Let me finish. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to let you finish. I'm it's not going to let you finish. my last call, Mr. Weisberg. My last call. I'm not calling no more because... I think you just made half the South Coast happy. Your lack of concern to the listeners. I've been listening almost 50 years. And for D- WBSM to not even come out and say something to us, we had to bring it up. The callers had to bring it up. You want me to believe a glitch like that can't be fixed, but we went to the moon. Well, I'm surprised you believe we actually went to the moon. I don't. I never said I believe. You, you believe every other conspiracy, so I assumed you would believe that oh, one I as well. I am a conspiracy theorist. That's what it is now, because I have gotten threats in my email, too. I understand that I'm not liked. I don't care if I'm not liked. I have feelings. I've been listening to this radio for well, here, many here, here, years. Here's a conspiracy for you. We're, pl- you we're, we're playing a broadcast. You just you just can't hear it. We're pe- playing it at a at a frequency that you can't hear. Oh really? Okay. Sending out joking. secret Listen, messages to turn everybody into liberals. Concern, Mr. Weisberg, the lack of concern on the part of BSM to not tell the loyal listeners something. You think they can't fix that little thing? But we went to the moon. Come on now. All right. I'm, I'm about 10 anymore. seconds away from hanging up on you because you just want to rant and you don't want to listen. You're going to tell me the same thing you told me last time. Because Come that's on. the answer. Just because you don't like it doesn't make it not the answer. Well, what is there something new you can tell me about it? Yeah, we're continuing to work on it. How do I know that? Who They told you that, right? It's not your fault. You're taking it personal. I don't blame you. I take I it personal because you're calling up every day about it and no, ranting and raving about it. I don't mention it, it every day. Don't lie. There's a technical issue day. that is being worked on. And as soon as it, do you think we, we, you think we want this to be the case? I don't believe we went to the moon and that shows me something's wrong here. And it shows me something's every wrong, night, but it's not with us. At 10 o'clock every single night now, all night long. It started with just a little bit of choppiness that we couldn't make out what the moderators were saying. Then they skipped a day or two, and now it's completely every single night. All right. Well, That's tell you what. Tell you what. Tell you what. 
Yeah. Stop don't, calling don't me. Me. Stop calling me about it. And you can call you can call the WBSM main line. You can talk to Michael Rock. You can talk to Mark Stakowski. They'll tell you what's going on since you don't want to listen to it and believe it from me. Same crap. Why would it take this long? We went to the moon. I don't know. Why don't you come down and fix it? Okay, Mr. Weisberg. Well, you 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 think it's so easy to do. Come on down and do it. Thank you. Thank you and have a good day. All right. I hope I see you tonight at fifties night. I don't think that's gonna happen. Why, you don't believe the 50s happened either? No, I don't like the way WBSN has no concern at all for listeners. We had to bring it up. They wouldn't even come out and say we're having a major problem. I, I really don't care that you can't hear the overnight programs. No, okay. you're right. You're right. Uh, have a good day. You as well. You're right. I don't, I don't, I, lo- I love having dead air. That's just, that was my intention. I'm actually the one that's cutting the broadcast every night because, you know what, we, we like to have no programming happening. Our engineer is here every day working on it. We're trying to get it fixed. It will be fixed. Calm down about it. You're not missing anything. Uh, you want me to tell you what Mark Levin said last night? I'll tell you what Mark Levin said last night. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. There, you're all caught up. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? It's your real girlfriend calling. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I, I, I guess that's just like a little bump in the road. But anyway, um, I just think that that's uh, that conspiracy about the satellite. I think that's just for people to stop and think and meditate. Wait, think, think about how worked up you would get from all that overnight. Pro- I'm just kidding. I like our overnight well, hosts. I, I don't agree with them, but I like it. I find it entertaining, and I certainly <laughs> want to have it on the radio. I'm just teasing because I know it irks Mary. Sometimes I like to listen because I can't believe. And then sometimes it puts that little seed of doubt in my mind, and I think I have to read more about this and see if there's any validity to it. So I think it does make you think sometimes to find out if there's anything behind what they're saying but when i hear it some of it i go oh my word um they're ranting and raving yeah i mean so i mean a lot of it is performance it's entertainment as much as it is information i mean mark levin is an entertaining guy when he's expressing his thoughts you know I, charlie kirk's a little bit more measured you know he has a different style a different approach i like i like hugh hewitt i find he's more um, centrist. Yeah, he and he definitely has a much more reserved approach to it. You know, you don't right. you don't really hear him getting off on rants and and and, uh, and getting all worked up. But the the um the, the issue is being worked on, and where it, it's it's a big problem. That's all I'll say. It's a big problem that happened suddenly, and we are working to rectify it. I think it's the Chinese. Um, I don't think so because I think they would go for everybody and that not just us. That was a joke. <laughs> I can't be sure anymore. All the conspiracy theories are flying at me about this. This oh, is yeah, her her, her previous conspiracy theory was that we had people here overnight that were firing off commercials that were uh-huh. would be cutting off the overnight host because we didn't like what they had to say. So somebody was here and I was, somehow they were like directed. If anybody says the word Donald, the name Donald Trump, fire a commercial. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's that was the first sign that things were going wrong and things just went downhill from there. And now we're working to fix it. That's all. Right. Right. Oh well. Well, Enough I hope that. I hope you come down to fifties night tonight. I hope so. I just wish that they had fifties afternoons. Well, it's going to start. I mean, they say that it starts it at five, start early. but it's going to yeah. start earlier than that. 
Yeah, I just hate being out at night, um, and I know that limits me. But if they started, let's just be night at three, then I could enjoy at least a few hours. Well, it's going to start on the radio at three, so hopefully you tune in and okay. listen to all the great music. Then I'll just drive around in circles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that worked. Although the, the price of gas isn't the same as it was in the 50s, so keep that in mind. Uh, good point. Good point. <laughs> all right. You have but a good I day. I did have a Nash Rambler. You did? I did. Well, it, you know, my mother and father uh, got the car for me, but it wasn't new or anything, but it was a, a mint green Nash Rambler. I like that car. It was very boxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have taken a Nash Rambler. I would. I mean, I, I don't see any issue with them. It's just I think the song, you know, kind of gave them a bad rap a little bit to some degree because the the narrator in the song, the singer in the song, thinks that it's ridiculous that a Nash Rambler could compete with a Cadillac. But as right, you know, right. it probably could have, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Of course, I drove five miles an hour, um, and my dad had a Studebaker. That was an interesting looking car, and he also had a little red Metropolitan that he had picked up somewhere. Um, that was, you know, kind of junky. But anyway, the car sometimes wouldn't start, and you'd have to go downhill yep. and then pop the car. Pop started, I yep. don't really know what that means. But anyway, that's what he had to do. But it was a cute little car. I had a, um, uh, what, what, what car was it that I had to do that with? Well, my Subaru, uh, my Subaru uh, Outback was standard, um, mm-hmm. but I think it was my Mercedes that I was always pop starting. Mm-hmm. No, not my Mercedes. No, no, well, I don't know. I've had like 20-something cars. Mm-hmm. Wow. Eh, I throw them away when something breaks. Yeah, <laughs> back back yeah. in those days when you could go to somebody's yard and buy one. You can't do that oh, anymore. My my dad was a mechanic, so um, when all of my male cousins came of age and needed cars, he would like be able to like find a car or, you know, get them a car um, that was kind of a little, you know, under the weather, and they'd work on it. And um, I, I just miss those days very much. Yeah, me too. Well, thank yeah. you so much for the call. You have a good day. Take care. You too. And uh, we do have to take a break here, but I'm going to take one more call very quickly. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. You want to hold me over to the next break? Yeah, hang on. I'll, uh, I'll take the break and we'll be back. All right. All right. We'll do that really quickly and be right back. And welcome back in just really quickly before we go to John on the phone. Not bad. Noak Bluffs uh, sent in an app chat message. And he says, good morning, Tim. I love the daily banter between you and Mary, and I hope she really doesn't stay away from calling your show. Oh, she won't. She'll call. They, everybody that always says they're not going to listen, they're not going to call, they always do. It's because everything changes. You know, we talk about something for a couple of minutes, the next couple of minutes it's gone. So you never know. She'll be back, I'm sure. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. What's on your mind? Um, I, I just—it's completely off topic, but um, I was—I was just, just going to mention it. Um, flag etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to sailboats, like uh, schooners and stuff, you know, it's—I uh, I was at the Mass Maritime yesterday doing some work, and I noticed the um, Ernestina um, Morrissey was parked over there, and uh, I saw all the flags, Canadian flag. You know, there was a whole bunch of national flags. Uh, raised all the way at the top, at the mid-mast, I believe. It was all the way at the top. And um, then I noticed there was, you know, the, one of the lines that held the actual sail uh, was the front of the boat. Um, it had the American flag half-mast. Now, I said, oh, I wonder if, you know, the um, 
American flag is at half mast today, so I looked it up and it, there was nothing, you know, that came up of the American flag being at half mast. So I'm, I'm wondering if you know, or maybe any of the, your listeners know, um, is there a reason why they fly the flag, the American flag, at half mast, and they fly all the other national flags um, at the top of the mast? Um, and you know, I, I know, I know um, this might spark up some controversy, but. Uh, the LGBTQ flag was one of them that was at the top of the flag, you know, top of the mast, along with a number of other national flags, uh, you know, from different countries um, around the world. But then the American flag was all all by itself at the at you know half mast at the front of the ship. So I don't know. I don't know. I tried looking it up online to see if I could find any um, information on you know proper flag etiquette with when it comes to sailboats. It's all ships, and um, that actually you're not supposed to fly any uh, other national flags while you're in U.S. water territories unless you have uh, uh, foreign national guests that are staying on your boat. Well, I, I don't, I don't, allowed. I don't think the the Ernestina Morrissey's follow has to follow the same protocols as other sailing ships because it's also a museum. So I've you know yeah, like if if you go to the Mayflower and they had the British flag over. The American flag that would make sense because it's a it's a British ship, um, yeah. and and so well, yeah, yeah. you know you well, wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily sail it that way, but you could have it that way when it's you know representing the the time period that's supposed to be from. My guess would be that there's a possibility that there is someone associated with the the Ernestina or associated with um, you know mass maritime or something that might have passed away, and that's why that flag might be at half mass. That would just be a guess, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. I. I uh, the thing that sparked my interest was, you know, the LGBTQ flag. That was, you know, I'm sure you know why. I mean, I'm just, I'm, it's a very controversial subject, you know, especially in today's society with the, with the whole flag and, you know, and. Well, but so, but what, you don't. What, you, you, that's the flag that you're going to pick against all the other flags that were flying higher. No, than no, the US no. Flag? That's why I. That's why I. I incorporated all of them into this because it was. It, it is. It's true. All. All the other national flags, even the Canadian flag. The Canadian flag was about three times as big as the American flag, and I said I took a picture of it. Well, you know what I'll do is I'll send it over to you, and you can make a your own judgment on it. But I, I just I I don't know um I don't know the like like I said I I just read the proper etiquette you know of of flying flags national flags and stuff on a sailboat, and it it said in international waters you're actually supposed to take down the American flag while you're in international water. Um, I don't know if I know you said on you've been on a couple of cruises. And if you know, if you've ever if you've ever noticed, they what they do is they 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 erect the American flag when they're leaving port, and then when they get into uh, international waters, you actually see the guys they'll take they'll take the American flag down um, when they're when they enter international waters. Um, I guess that's just protocol, but um, yeah, check it out. I'll, I'll send you that uh, picture that I took, a couple of pictures, and then and then I'll send you the um, the link to the, the proper etiquette. Um, on, on and, and I would suggest you can call over to Mass Maritime or call over That's to. That's what I was uh, thinking. You know, they'll they'll probably know way better than than uh, than yeah. we could ever know. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about calling the, um, the Ernestina Museum and find out you know what, what's the deal with the American flag being a half mast. You know. Yep, I'm sure I'm sure there's probably a reason that we just aren't yeah. thinking of. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, All thank right, you for the too. call. You have a good All day. Right, bye. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think in my head and you know looking at a few things. I was. Thinking is that maybe that you have to, you know, 
wait until you're at sale and then you raise it. I don't know. I've uh, I've never sailed. I've sailed on a boat, but I've never like actually been responsible for the sailing. I've always been riding when somebody else does it. Uh, I know the the cruise ships that I've been on too. You know, I've I haven't paid attention to the flags. The cruise ship is huge, and I've never been up to the very top where they keep that stuff. Um, and also, I've gotten the unlimited drink package, so that also limits my focus sometimes when I'm on a cruise as well. I do have to take our final break of the hour. 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. And of course, we'll be taking your calls throughout the morning and also we'll have some guests joining us throughout the program as well. You can always hit us up on App Chat as well too if that's easier for you to just send in a text message to us and you can send those open line voicemails if you want to record your thoughts and then we will play it on the air. Right now though, we will take our final break of the hour and be back in a few moments. Um, All right, we 